3: Good morning. Good morning. Let me move my microphone up just a tad so I can hear myself. Good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my daughter, Andy, and we're here at your service today. This is a car show. We talk about information that's important to you. We tell you what you should see and what you shouldn't see. We try to guide you through the process, make sure that you're aware of all the nooks and crannies associated with a service work in the car repair industry so if you have a question or a call or a problem or if, and and we don't want you to name the shop if you have some kind of a question then maybe we can handle it if you have enough information we've got a caller right off the bat tom tom good morning to you good morning
2: thanks for taking me you bet um mark i have a uh, o2 windstar and the um, it's intermittently the brake light comes on and the check traction control and all of that kind of stuff. What what's your thoughts on that? And then it goes away. You know when I shut it off and then start it up again. And it's, it's an intermittent
4: deal. I mean, the first easy thing would be brake fluid, right? Check brake fluid. Yeah, but but he, the traction light comes exactly. on. Exactly, yeah, that's yeah. the other thing.
3: You might have two issues. You could have a brake fluid level problem, but the fact that you got that traction control light on is going to tell us that one of the four-wheel speed sensors is probably gone to sleep. It could be covered with mud. It could uh, have chafed on the pickup assembly. There's lots that can happen. Here's what you can do to help yourself. If you drive the car and you find out that on a hard right turn, you typically get the light, that really helps us. Because mm-hmm. when you take a hard right turn, the outer left side tires travel a longer circumference than the inside sure. tire. And likewise, to the left. We have those kinds of lights on, and we're going to plug in. And it's not that cigarette pack thing that they use at the auto parts store, which just gives you a code. We don't care about the code. We're going to plug in and watch all four sensors. It's not uncommon okay. for the four sensors. Pretend. 22 miles an hour. 22, 22, 22, and 7. So we go do circles in the parking lot, left and right, and we reset it and we go left and right, left and right, and all of a sudden it's still the same. The last one is seven and all the rest are 22 or zero. That's all it is. So your diagnostic charge might be?
4: I would say uh, probably somewhere between 70 and 140, maybe somewhere in there.
3: And and what we're trying to do is we're trying to bracket um, and open the door for what we believe to be a pretty close number. Now, admittedly, sometimes we'll take our number and we'll open it up. But this is one of those things that there could be a flat number and then there might might be a tad more. Because once we determine it's the right rear, then we have to lift up, take the tire off, and inspect the physical condition of that uh, wheel sure. sensor. So anyway, I, I'm... <laughs> I'm 85% sure you have a bad wheel sensor, <laughs> but it won't okay. do you any good to go replace them, okay? Okay.
2: Because it's the ABS light comes on, plus the red brake light, but that just means I don't have ABS, which I'm not living in Colorado once now, where, I, where it's a big deal.
3: Um, a second. Your ABS light is red, right? No,
2: the ABS light is yellow, but the... Red brake light also comes
3: on. Okay. Yellow means caution. And because that wheel sensor is not talking, the ABS, when you apply the brakes real fast and you're in a collision, as you apply the brakes, the computer better see all four tires stop rotating. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it can't trust that right rear. So that's the answer. Okay.
2: Uh, May I ask another question? Go ahead. I helped a a friend, a woman, buy a Windstar because I'd like them, but... She has now had it happen twice where her brakes go, her pedal goes to the floor. She's had it into her mechanic, and fluids full. There's no leaks, something like that. It's a, that's a dangerous deal.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. One of the things that I, I would want her to do, if it's safe, or you can ask her this already, if she follows the pedal to the floor, does the brake light come on? Now most people won't follow okay. it to the floor they'll sit there and pump it and stuff but in certain conditions that's the question I don't think it's a fluid problem I think it's a pressure problem
4: Does it ever does the pedal ever come back like if when she presses it and yeah. it, it's yeah, not Yeah the mechanic
2: there. she said she had it in the mechanic checked everything couldn't find anything wrong and it just did, did it intermittently on her twice now I mean that's pretty scary when she's on the highway you know
3: Okay so I'm going to change I'm going to change your question um what guess should I make Mark? <laughs> I'm I'm guessing the master cylinder. Yeah. I think 70% of those kinds of symptoms um that they, they ultimately now in his defense if it's not happening he can't find it. In his defense.
4: Yeah. He can't he can't be 100% on a I mean he could probably guess just like anybody else but he can't be 100% sure. that that's going to fix it because he hasn't been able to duplicate himself and see exactly what's happening.
3: That um, yeah. To follow that up, it's the guess is the best, but if she said, um, sometimes it goes to the floor and I don't get a red brake light, but the other day I was doing this and I was in clear traffic. I was on my way to church on the back roads, and I hit the, went to hit the pedal, and I knew it was going to go, and I followed it all the way to the floor, and the red brake light came on. That's a master cylinder. Okay. So. Okay.
2: Um, third question on these, since we're talking about turning in a circle, I've never been able to get my uh, uh, compass to uh, correct itself. It's only a, about 180 degrees off. You know, by circling around in the parking lots and things like that.
3: You mean left and right is different arc?
2: No, no, the the compass, you know, the compass on the on the dashboard. Oh, um, north, south, east, west. Okay, reset it, but it's 180 degrees off. And, uh, I followed the manual, driven around in the circles like it says slowly. You know, there's a circle, you go to a setting.
3: And then, yeah. yeah but this not a huge
2: deal.
3: I, yeah, I, I've i seen this before, and um, I made the mistake of thinking that I could read and do everything. And what ultimately happened is, is my wife sat next to me, and she told me exactly what to do, and it fixed it. So uh, I was, I was obviously not doing the procedure exactly right. So we decided that, as most of my life is, she tells me what to do and I do it. And in that case, we we figured it out. You know,
2: my wife's similar to that too, and I often find myself not reading directions, and then I read them through the third time. I go, oh, I missed that first two times.
3: The okay, other day, I'll the other day it. I had the same <laughs> same issue. I was working on the motorhome, and I, I couldn't figure out why this particular circuit was dead. Well, it's dead because the activation button is not on. So, you know, if I turn the cruise control on, then I got cruise. But if I don't turn the cruise control on, I can push the set button until, you know, we're all dead, and it's not going to set the cruise. Yeah. So, all Well, thank <laughs> okay.
2: you, go. Hey, thank you so much for your show. It's informative You're- to lots of
3: us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. I'm um, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Larry Harker's Auto Repairs at 38th Avenue in Indian School. What's special about them? Well, they've been there a very long time, since 1967. Bob and Ellen run Larry Harker's Auto. Bob's in the shop, Ellen's at the front counter. But they also have Jeremy. Jeremy is a master, 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 master tech. He might as well have a doctorate degree in every single aspect of a car. The mechanical the transmission, the paint and body, the air conditioning, the tires, school buses, big trucks he has passed every test they have he 's one of perhaps four people in the United States that have done that, so if you have got a diagnostic problem or you just need an oil change and you live near thirty eighth Af- avenue Indian School, I would think that you want to try them Larry Harker 's auto, and we got a caller Gail that would be Steve Steve, good morning,
5: good morning. How are you guys?
3: Well, I'm pretty good, Andy.
4: Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank okay. you.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. At least you're hanging out with your dad. That's good. Yes. Um, it's punishment. It's... <laughs> no, For
4: it's who? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. For her.
5: <laughs> okay. Uh, two oil related questions. Um, I've always changed the oil on my cars every 5,000 miles, just get the odometer on a 5,000 mile setting and, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Very mm-hmm. easy to remember. And I've never had any issues over the decades but uh i like right now i'm using mobile one which is supposedly 15,000 mile oil i'm still changing at 5,000 miles i'm just curious if i were to up that 10,000 miles is there any downside to that is there any filter limitation that the filter would be you know become clogged up the longer intervals or should everything be good to go on 10,000 mile intervals
4: I would say he would be fine at ten thousand. I think it's actually a waste—a waste of your money if you're changing it at five.
3: And I, I yeah. agree. No on the filter question. No on the filter question. Yeah. Um, you, you've been spoiling it with five thousand. Let me ask you this: How often, or how many miles a year are you driving?
5: Yeah, it's, uh, depending on whether it's my wife's or usually twelve to fifteen thousand miles a year.
3: We've got lots we're out. we're close to Owachuki we're Warner and I-10. We have lots of people in Owachuki that drive 3000 miles a year, 2000 miles a year. Right. <laughs> and it's really hard to put them conventional oil is 3 to 5 change interval. A blended oil, half synthetic or I'll say a semi is 5 to 7500 and then you got the sins that go from 7500 to 12,000 depending on what brand you're buying. We try to tailor it for the person. In your case, my advice would be change it in April once a year. Let's go through the summer with fresh oil. Change it in April once a year. You're not going past the 10, 12, 15 mark. Mobile One is a fine product, and that's what I would do if I were you. And then the money you save, my address is 1025. (laughs) Yeah,
4: I would say definitely do the 10,000-mile intervals. Don't 5,000 is just a waste.
5: And, like, right now, her car is up on it, and I'll check it, just taking a, a visual at the oil.
3: Mm-hmm. But, I mean,
5: at 10,000 miles, will I see a noticeably different oil than I would expect to see at 5,000?
3: No, I don't think no, you would. not at all. Okay. Here, here's the deal. The oil is, is going to change colors, but that has never been some portion of our thought process today. In the okay. 70s, okay. yeah, we sold lots of oil changes because it's dirty. But really and truly, right. the oil's supposed to pick up trash, hold it in suspension until the next time that train goes through the filter. So that's okay. the whole idea. And, and, and now the oil can't be half gas and the oil can't be white and foamy because sure. that's water. But, but obviously, um, I'd like to be your garage um, and do your synthetic oil <laughs> changes every 5,000 miles. But really and truly, um, we're giving you the best device we can
5: uh next question real quickly since you mentioned motorhomes which is my second question okay um the motor like the one we have now is an 8.3 cummins pusher and uh the guy that i bought it from recently had been changing the oil once a year about every 7500 miles um what is more critical in that does the oil need does the oil deteriorate particularly in a diesel when it's sitting in the crankcase and not being driven
3: no um, no, the answer is no. I'm going to take a break. You stay right there, okay? Sure. They're yelling at me right now. For the rest of you, six zero two We'll be back.
0: Hugh Hewitt reminds us to stay calm. We are all together confronting a serious but
2: not a calamitous situation. I'm going to do what I've always done, calm, focused, factual broadcasting. The Voice of Reason in the West was my original moniker back when I began broadcasting in 1999. The Voice of Reason inside the Beltway. And I'm
0: glad you're here. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 3 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot.
3: You know, when it comes to body shops, I hope you never need one. But if you do, you better pick the right one. Because there is a wide variety of levels of talent when it comes to doing all the work you need to have done when you have a crash. So, I'll give you my experience. One of my... people that works for me is driving my truck which is a dually and has fenders outside the bed they're driving around the back of the building and they wipe off the driver's side fender i do what i tell you i took it to phoenix body works i-17 in deer valley you go east on deer valley north on 19th avenue i didn't call greg i didn't call heather i didn't call anybody i just took it over there and said here's my insurance card take care of it i was in the loop all the whole time. They told me what they were doing, and I said to them, I'm pretty picky. And after you get done, i got to have that left side wrapped again. When I picked up the vehicle, I can't tell you how happy I was. You couldn't tell where they had patched the fender in to the rest of the bed. You couldn't tell where they started painting and finished painting. You couldn't tell any of that. So finished body works is a great place to go. And I know it's a drive pinnacle peak in I-17, but it's worth every penny of it. So if you have an accident and your insurance company can't tell you where to take your car, you can take it any darn way you please, anywhere you please. So Phoenix Body Works, we'll be back. If you're
6: in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher.
7: I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a
8: space systems operator.
7: And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration we team. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We
6: take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then
7: flying them from Germany back to the States. As a
6: member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's
8: a very exciting career. One of the
6: greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to finish. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most
3: exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti.
6: The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what
7: I did. Being able to travel.
8: I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates.
6: We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve.
4: Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: Well, welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Andy Salem, and the two of us work at SalemBoysAuto.com. Well, no, we don't do there, but Salem Boys Auto in Tempe. And you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. It's not about my shop. It's about your car issues. So let me tell you real quick about Action Auto at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known Tom since early 1983. The guys I know are still in business. The guys that don't play by the rules are not in business. There's lots more that are not in business that are in business especially when you start talking about guys that started in the early 80s so he's i-17 in the valley. the 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 northwest corner is where he sits and if you have a shop and you'd like to try them go ahead if you don't have a shop and you're in that ge- geographical area stop by for an oil change and see how you like them let's go back and i think we're going to steve steve you talked about an 8.3 cummins
5: yeah, and, and actually, I misspoke earlier. The previous owner it has twenty two thousand miles on it, but he had had the oil changed every five thousand miles, and okay. eight point three since, since the time it's new. Um, okay, he had it changed about fifteen months ago. I bought it and has about two thousand miles on the oil change. Just curious whether there is, I mean, any like I said, degradation that happens to diesel if it's not not if it's just been changed and allowed to sit, but changed, run, and then okay. allowed to sit for some period of time.
3: And the answer is no um here's the real answer it really depends on what weight oil he was using if he was using a 1540 that's good for 7500 to 8000 miles and let me also tell you i've had two motorhomes with an 8.3 i am real familiar with that dog so the second issue is is if he's using a 540 he can go 10 to 15 so the difference between the 1540 and the 540 the 1540 is a semi-blend Half conventional. Well, it could be seventy thirty, it could be sixty forty, but it's conventional, and a, and a synthetic. So that's what the fifteen forty is. The five forty, straight synthetic. So pick which pick which one you want. But in my motor home, I just change it once a year.
5: Yeah, it doesn't. It says he's using Shell G A oil. Yeah, so I you know, don't. But but any yeah, I'll switch it over to uh, probably Rotella
3: synthetic. You, you can do that. You can do Dello. I
4: mean, too, I think it depends on how much are you using it. Because yeah. if, you know, it doesn't really make sense to use a full synthetic, right? If he, if he's not using it much and then going to change it once a year.
3: You're, you've got well, a well, good that's point. The question.
5: Does, it, does it have to be changed once a year?
3: Um, well, how many miles a, a year are you driving it? Um, we'll probably put, I don't know, four or 5,000 miles a year on it. Yeah, I do it. I do it once a year. Here's why. Real quick, here's why. Every time you start up an engine and you shut it off, we're going through a heat cycle. As the engine cools down, the moisture in it turns from a vapor to a liquid. So now we've got droplets of oil in your water in your oil. That's why heat cycles are so important. In your case, your heat cycles are going to be few and far between. So you I want you to change it on an annual basis because I know there's going to be a A certain amount of moisture in the oil. Now, if you were to go across country with your wife or your girlfriend, whatever, and you go, you know, drive and you drive all day long and shut it off, all day long and shut it off, then you're doing heat cycles and boom, we're done. Keep in mind, too, that water boils at 212. So once we get the engine temperature up and we get north at 212, the water turns to a vapor and the system sucks it out of the motor, sends it out the tailpipe. And the color of diesel oil means nothing.
4: So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I would I would say he would be better off just doing a semi synthetic and do it once a year. Wouldn't you say? Yes, that would be be a considerable savings on that
3: engine. So you could do that now. Let me tell you, there's only four manufacturers of oil in the United States. Chevron, Exxon, Mobil, Phillips 66. And there might be one more. But anyway, you can buy all the fancy oil you want. If I were you, I'd just buy the cheapest 1540 I could find. The name doesn't mean anything. They all pass the same standards, so okay. that's what I used to do. But I'm, I we we have 600 gallons sometimes of a synthetic oil, so obviously I'm going to pay less than you're going to pay. So I, I still used a, a 1540 in my 8.3. Okay. 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 Thank, Thank you, you very you much. St- oh, you okay. bet. Okay, um I, I wanna take a minute and, and we're gonna do this over two periods or two segments.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: A couple of times over the last month
0: mm-hmm.
3: we've had friends of mine come in
0: mm-hmm.
3: and Larry came in and we're not folks we're not disparaging dealers, independent shops, chain stores, or anybody in the auto repair industry. But Larry comes in and he says or well, first he calls me and he says, I got this huge bill of three thousand dollars um, for my car when I took it in for an oil change and I said okay what is it he said the transmission is leaking and they want like $2,200 to fix the oil leak do you see anything on the ground no do you see anything on the tailgate or the rear bumper I asked that because as oil leaks it goes to the back of the car as you drive and then it swirls so the back bumper and the tailgate will have oil spots on them. no are you sure yes have you added any transmission fluid no Whew. what's the other one the brake fluid's black And they want to flush the ABS system on the brake. Okay, what does it look like? He said, it's not black. I said, you know what? Just take it over to the shop. Now, Larry was married to one of my sisters. God bless him for doing that. But (laughs) what are you rolling your eyes for? Huh?
4: He's in the same boat as mom.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, his mom. Okay. So anyway, bless their hearts. Yes. So he brings it in. This is a true story, and there's another story after this break. They lift it up in the air. Now, by the way, he has pictures of his transmissions and pictures of his master cylinder. So Eddie lifts it up in the air, and he holds the picture up, and he turns to Larry, and he goes, "This ain't your transmission." This ain't your transmission. This isn't even your car. So Eddie underneath it, he says, there's no leaks at all. There's no trail of oil from the transmission backwards. There's nothing on the rear bumper. There's nothing on the rear hatch. Nothing. There is no indication this thing's been leaking oil. He drops it down. He opens up the hood, and this is what he said. The brake fluid couldn't be more amber than it is. He says, there's nothing wrong with the brake fluid. So he sent him on his way, and that was it. Now, on the other side of this brick, I'm going to explain another one that was even worse than that one. And there's a purpose on this because I want to talk about this, about second opinions. That's how important it is, is get a second opinion. You do when you have a patio built. You do when you do a kitchen remodel. You do when you spend big money, but there is a lot of money to spend.
4: Yeah, or even if you're just not in a comfort zone, if you're just, you know... I mean, it it does. It could be a two hundred dollar repair, you know, and you're just not comfortable or, or what have you. That's always a good good idea.
3: I think Larry, the the kick was is he didn't have any drops on the floor.
4: Yeah, and sometimes we do see quite often that people say that, and then they have a splash shield that covers the entire undercarriage of the engine, so there is a leak, but they're not seeing it on the ground because the undercarriage is catching it. So we have seen that before. So I mean, but if you have low fluid, then you know that there is a leak and even you could be not seeing it on the ground.
3: So stick around because we're going to come back right after this.
7: Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glass or it paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by raintreeautobodyinc.com. Take the
0: Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
6: Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley radio show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley
7: radio show. Listen every Saturday at 12 o'clock noon, right here on AM 960, The Patriot.
1: Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens.
8: Most people.
7: this new dad plays
8: video games with his sons, but the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Zero's in- But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids and the Ad
0: Council. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. 960 The Patriot.
3: All about that. Well, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, Mark Salem sitting here with Andy Salem, my daughter. She actually runs our company. She actually bosses me around every once in a while. But if I just want to hide from her, I go in the men's restroom and she's not allowed in there. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) What was that?
4: I said, ha, ha.
3: Okay. (laughs) Nevertheless, um... When we talk about good auto repair shops, we have to talk about Thompson's. Thompson's has been around for a very long time, since 1970, and both Brian and Thelma have come from gas station families that go back to the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. So those young people have had an opportunity to sit at dinner and listen to their mom and dad talk about the repair business and the selling of gas. So Thompson's is a good shop. If you're in the Mesa area, it's the only shop I can recommend to you. It's not the only shop in Mesa. It's the only one I feel comfortable in telling you to go see them. So Thompson's is on Main Street, just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. Brian and Thelma, you'll talk to one or the other. Let me talk real quick about another case we had with respect to a car repair. Mm -hmm. And this was a little different because this was a lot worse. So the gentleman had taken his Jeep truck in for maintenance, and he got a laundry list of things mm-hmm. that he needed on his car, a transmission service, transfer case service, front control arms, sway bar bushings, front and d- rear differential, replace the tires, replace the shocks, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So he asked for a second opinion, and he, we brought it in, and we did the work we felt was needed. Mm-hmm. We also told him of the work that we didn't want to do for a lot of reasons. Yeah,
4: And work that didn't, wasn't to the intervals or didn't need to be done now, but maybe need to be done in the next 10,000 miles.
3: So for instance, you might've had a stopping point of 130,000 miles for a particular fluid change Mm -hmm. and he's sitting there at a hundred or 98, Mm -hmm. he doesn't need to do it till the 128,000. Okay, at the end of the day, I have to read his uh, his his email to me. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, this is a friend of mine. Uh, he's he's in the legal arena, and he, he's very principled. So he says to me, Mark, I'm sorry I missed you today. The work on the Jeep is complete. I couldn't be happier. I got the items addressed, plus a new set of tires and shocks, and still saved $2200 compared to the other places quote so we didn't do everything they wanted us to do Mm-mm. but we did everything that needed to be done and we saved them $2200 mm-hmm. that that's substantial yeah well, there's a lot of shops in town that can do what we do yeah but There is a time when you have to get a second opinion. We're going to talk more about that in the next segment. But we're going to go to, like we said, to Bob. Bob, good morning.
2: Morning. Good morning. So recently, I took my son's 2014 GMC in for the 100,000-mile service. Okay. And one of the things was the coolant. So they flushed and replaced the coolant. Okay. And when it was done, I asked them, did they use Dexcool? Because it had the gold Dexcool, you know, coolant Uh in it. Uh Uh-huh. And he said, well, we don't use Dex Cool, but we use a universal coolant that's gold in color. So you think I should be concerned?
3: No. No. Mm -mm. No, not at all. Um, Let me explain. All the coolants have different colors, and there's lots of universals. It's not possible for me to carry nine different colors in my parts room. I mean, that would take up a a substantial amount of shelf space. So we would have put the Amber in because that's exactly what we took out. So I find no fault in that, and I don't think you should be concerned about that at all because I would do the same if it was my mother's car. Yeah, I'd do the same if it was some family member's car. I'd use used the Amber Universal. So you think deck's cool?
2: You used to hear, hear it called death cool and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that it gelled up and all that stuff? Yeah. Has yeah. that all been taken care of now?
3: It has to do with problem? heat cycles. Yeah, it's going to gel on you at times. But here's the deal: you take the cap off, and you have a little gel on the bottom of the cap. Nobody really cared about that. <laughs> Probably what happens is, is some of the particles that are make up Dexcool are lighter than some of the other chemicals of Dexcool, so they're going to rise to the top. So we had a little bit of Jello on the cap, really who cares yeah,
4: yeah i don't i don't think it's a big deal we did have a customer come in this week that actually switched it out to the universal because of that
3: and it's a, there is a price difference
4: yeah and it wasn't significant but he didn't you know the gelling issue was a, a bothersome to him so we we switched it out but i don't i don't think they did that uh, you know switching it out i don't think it was a negative for you and a positive for the shop i think
3: you know unless they charged him DEX, dollars, and installed universal. There is a slight difference in price um, between the two yeah, of them. Yeah, it's not
4: going to be, probably. Yeah.
3: HOT and OAT, H-O-A-T and O-A-T, those are the basic kind of coolants, and there's a couple of weirdos way out in Never Neverland, like the blue. I think it's BMW or something like that. But the universals cover about 75%, 80% of the cars, and a lot of us are poor universals. Okay? Okay. Thank you. You betcha. You betcha. That's uh, th- We have that happen in oil filters, air filters, wiper blades, um, spark plugs, um, brake shoes. We have a variety of things, and there are lots of wives' tales out there about different manufacturers of brakes and belts and yeah. hoses.
4: some of them are. There's some validity to a small few of them, but <laughs> the majority of them are just, yeah, you're...
3: You're fine. When you when we come back, you're going to explain that comment. You don't have to be word specific or brand specific, but you can explain that well, comment.
4: Well, I mean, I think that there's sometimes that you favor you you know a different brand or a you see certain uh, no idiosyncrasies or you know what yeah. I mean certain issues with one brand or a brand of, not necessarily brake pads, but, you know.
3: Okay, let me give you an example that you're searching for, spark Mm -hmm. plugs. You got the ones with three sparks, four sparks, 20 sparks. Then you got Champion, Mm -hmm. and then you got NGK. And what are some other ones that we sell? The high-end ones, the Platinums and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the difference. Yeah. If you put the, the one that's real hot and has three sparks, it's one spark divided by three. And we would never put that spark plug in any customers of ours unless we didn't want them back. <laughs> we put them in there. We put them in. I'm making fun of that. But it's the, yeah. and, and she's right. There's lots of no name brake shoes that we wouldn't use. And there's belts and hoses that with a name that we are not familiar with, we wouldn't use. So, yes, there is a difference. But I want to put you in a comfort zone. What you had done was certainly acceptable to mm-hmm. me. We'll be right back.
0: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24 7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every
2: Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot.
0: This week on the Middle East Radio
3: Forum, host Bill Wolf will be interviewing David Meyer Levy on topics about the Middle East, the recent elections, the coronavirus, and the latest news.
2: That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot.
8: Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free-range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit stoptechstoprex.org, A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
1: Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the why as that place for lifting weights... We're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the why. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but
0: I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket. But it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello? Hello? That's where you put it last
1: time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek.
4: A person is the best thing
6: to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org.
0: Patriot app tip number five. Listening to 960 on the Patriot app but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today.
3: Well, welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Andy. Um, she's been involved in our company since she was 10 years old with Pigtails. Was that what yeah, it is? Yeah, a lot
4: longer than that. A lot
3: <laughs> <laughs> she's been around 20, 25 years, more? Yeah. Probably. Okay. And, and and now she actually um, handles the money, handles the staff, um, and, and she's done a really good job, and um, we're really, really proud of her. But I'm also proud of some other people, and that's Autodynamics in Sun City. They're a really good shop. Chuck started it, but Derek runs it now. It's family-owned and operated since 1982. They do really good work. Their staff and their mechanics and their parts people are looking after the customer and not themselves. So if you're in Sun City and you don't have a repair shop, I'd like to recommend Auto Dynamics, the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Okay let 's talk about what we were talking about for the last week and a half mm-hmm. folks w- we 're going to do something different. There are a lot of you out there that would like a second opinion, but you don 't really know how to get it now there 's no sense in getting a second opinion of anything that 's short of a hundred two hundred three hundred dollars there's not going to be a big movement, but there is going to be on those ones that are big so from i don 't you can come in whatever you want. But from $500 north of that, there's going to be a big difference. And here's what bothers me the most. Andy, you can figure out what bothers you the most. We get a lot of estimates that don't include sales tax, environmental charges, and shop supplies. And in reality, sales tax, shop supplies, and environmental charges at my shop is 15%. So... It's really important for you to know that because if you have a $500 bill and there's 15%, there's going to be $65 worth of taxes on it. And if they don't include that, it sure makes their estimate look a lot better than anybody else's. So for us, we've been in business since 1974. And for us, 79, 79,
4: you're married in 74. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Shut up about that. (laughs) At least you know that. (laughs) Yeah,
3: great. Um, Anyway, we have always given a write your check before you get here kind of estimate. Our software allows us to do that. And so does theirs. So it's not because we're better than everybody else. We're going to offer you this for free. Here's the one, two, three. You have to have the estimate in writing. You have to have the car that the estimate has been written on. You have to call Andy and make an appointment. Then you bring your car in. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to drag your butt out into the bay after we've inspected it. And we're going to say, we agree with this, we don't agree with this. We don't agree with this, but all three of these we agree with. Then we're going to give you an estimate. You hold your papers close to you. We're going to give you an estimate. You're going to leave. Cost you nothing. Costs you nothing. We're, gonna, we're not sitting here telling everybody that we're the very best, but we do have standards that have been developed since 1979 or 1980. So we've been around, and I have surveyed shops all my car life. And I ask them, what's your sales tax, and what's your labor rate, and why are you there, and do you have a stepped labor rate? Because right now, there's lots of shops that went for, to, to a really low labor rate 108. What are we at now? 125? Mm-hmm. So they're 108. So if we give you an estimate, and you say, what's your labor rate? And we say 125. And they said 108. You're going to go there. Here's the bad news. The next labor rate of the two or three shops that I, I talked to about this is 150 to 164 for the second and subsequent hours. And you're not likely to know that. So that's what's going on right now in our industry. Not to mention that... There's a lot of... The auto repair industry is down a lot. A lot. I talked to a shop owner the other day that had three cars in in a day, and he usually does 10 to 12 a day, and he mm-hmm. had three cars. I talked to another shop owner who said his whole week was $3,800. And most of us independent shops, a whole week might be what?
4: No, oh, I think that varies so much. Um, Give me the
3: parameters. As little as and as high as.
4: I mean, I... I... Maybe as low as ten to fifteen thousand okay, and maybe as high as
3: some of the guys are talking nine to ten thousand a week yeah. in sales, okay, yeah, so.
4: so I mean, yeah, and then I would say, I mean,
3: I don't know how many shops do
4: more than ten thousand dollars a day, but maybe fifty thousand or something like that
3: well, I was talking weekly' because it was easier for them to average yeah. in a bad day, yeah. but you have to have the bays to do that. So you're not going to be able to pop a $10,000 day with two bays.
4: Yeah, yeah, um, that's,
3: yeah. Uh, For instance, the guy that had the the $3,800 week, Mm -hmm. he has 12 bays and he has six technicians, one service writer and one service manager. He's got a lot of people he sent home that day, those days, because he can't afford them.
4: Well, and I think it's important for people to know because I, you know, just with everything that's going on, I know for our shop... Um, Our technicians use gloves every time they get into the car. They're using seat covers, they're using floor mats at the front counter. Um, We're trying to, you know, limit people waiting or not have people waiting using the night drop, things like that. So, you know, if you're uncomfortable and you're not going in for service because of that, maybe just ask the shop what they're doing to kind of comply with everything that's going on to maybe put you in a comfort zone because, you know, all a lot of businesses that or in our industry, are family owned and operated and,
3: you know. Mom just ordered 300 masks she found on Amazon. Oh, okay. The ones that are blue that wrap around your ears. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put our customers in those. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep the customer five, six feet away from everybody in the yeah. shop. Um, the customer has to go out into the shop. They should put their hands in their pockets. We're going to say, you you were told you needed tires and these tires look good. Or I agree. And yeah. here's our estimate. So there's gonna be a give and take. We're, we're 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 working really hard. I think you're having the, the, the entire shop clean twice a week.
4: Yeah, and I do that normally, but then every day I'm I'm cleaning it or if anyone comes in and you know, waits then I clean after they leave and things like that.
3: Now when they gun when we're gunning their head with the temperature gun. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them don't like that. No, <laughs> they don't know if you're holding a gun not doing with a bullet. That. <laughs> okay. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ninety-eight-six is the normal, mm-hmm. and they're saying over a hundred is what they're kicking people out of the airlines for. Mm-hmm. Uh, over a hundred. So we're talking about a discernible difference. So if we start gunning our technicians on the head, um, like they do on the airports. Okay, the
4: technicians. I thought you were talking. <laughs> Customers, I'm like, ah. okay.
3: yeah. No, our staff. Oh yeah. You know, all the staff comes in, and we have those temperature guns. Hell, we give them away. Yeah. So it's a. We give them away to people who buy full sets of tires, and we explain to them how to use the temperature gun to determine if they're going to have a tire problem.
4: Yeah, mostly on big trucks and motorhomes. Motorhomes, yeah.
3: But we can also teach you how to fillet your steaks or fly cut your steaks, and you can Mm. get rare, medium, well, and well. Mark's not teaching you that, but (laughs) Uh, we have it
4: on Eddie will.
3: (laughs) Mark hasn't cooked anything except a can of Campbell's soup. Alan and
4: Mark barely know how to use a microwave. Let's be real.
3: (laughs) So the bottom line is. have
4: really good wives. Oh, um. and,
3: and, are you done?
4: <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: okay. Go ahead. I'll give you the time you need.
4: No, it's okay. Okay.
3: The and yes, Alan and Mark, my son. Um, neither one of us knows how to cook, and neither one of us cares to know how to cook because if our wives aren't interested, then we'll go to McDonald's or we'll go to Taco <laughs> Bell, or if they want really healthy food, we'll go to uh, Jimmy John's or Subway. <laughs>
4: And there you know it, folks. That's the healthy food.
3: So at the end of the day, you're going to make an appointment. You're going to bring your car and the written estimate. It doesn't do any good for a verbal. We're not going to do verbals. We need paperwork. Yeah. And so you're going to come. We're going to put, If hopefully the mask comes in. We're going to give you a mask. We're going to keep you away from our staff. I think we have one service writer writing right now, right?
4: No, both of them both are. Both of them are writing.
3: Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to keep you away from us. We need to protect you, and we need to protect us. So that's kind of how this whole process works.
4: So, yeah, you can call or email me,
3: okay. and then I can send them up. What's your email address?
4: Andy, A-N-D-I, at SalemBoysAuto.com.
3: Andy? At salemboysauto.com. You can do either one. It's free, folks. It's free. Now, obviously, a $60 estimate may not be a big deal, but like these two guys that we just explained, it was multi thousands of dollars. We saved, one guy saved $2,200 under the other estimate he had. So we had done virtually all they wanted to do. And it was 22. Now, there was a couple of fluid changes we didn't do because they weren't due by, by the owner's manual. Yeah. And the fluid looks fine.
4: And that's kind of a, a... I think that we we do a pretty good job of explaining that kind of stuff. Or, you know, if there's something more pressing than a fluid service, we can tell you, hey, if it were our vehicle, we would address you know, your tires first, obviously your fluids aren't going to leave you stranded, but this is something that you need to plan for in the next five to 10,000 miles, that kind of a thing.
3: And we're, we're really interested in, 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 it's okay for you to say, Andy, what would you do if this was your car? Or you could say, Andy, do you love your husband? Yes. What would you do if it was his car? Because if Andy said no, or any of the people in here said, no, I hate my wife. <laughs> you don't want him. You don't want him. Of course, he wouldn't say that. But I'm making a joke. The idea is, is that the best question is, is if this was your car or this is your mother or father's car, what would you tell them? Mm-hmm. And that really is the the heart of the question is, yeah. is what would you do under the circumstances I find myself in? Sure. So, and looking over the ticket right now, um, the, f- the transmission fluid, this thing had 117,000 miles. The transmission fluid was due at 120. The fluid is full and looks fine. It's $385. The customer said, I'd rather just go up to the 120 or so. Yeah. So that was his choice, but he wasn't in any danger. No. We were. He had 3,000 miles based on the warranty or on the, uh, the uh, owner's manual. And he didn't really care. Yeah. So he didn't know that he was going to be 2,200 under the first estimate, he probably didn't know that at the time. He probably will come back for that.
4: Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's, there's so many different, that's why it's good to see the estimate that you've been provided because number one, there's a lot of misinformation. And then we know we're comparing apples to apples. And maybe, maybe there's something that they didn't see that we see or what they recommended, we don't, you know, agree with the severity of it or um, we feel it's more of a maintenance thing, that kind of a thing. So,
3: And, and there's lots of that. There's parts. Don't count on a, parts being a big deal, but they are a percentage of the whole bill. The labor rate, that's a big percentage of the whole bill. Shop supplies, environmental charges is a big percentage, but it has to do really with Hopefully, and and we're not the only people in town that are honest. And and in addition to that, we're going to have cars where their estimate is more than ours. And that's okay. You go with comfort to know that your estimate has been looked at by some professional people. And they said, they raised their right hand and they slapped the work order and they said, this is a good deal. Because our focus is you. It has nothing to do with you, you know, doing business here. But again, free free we're going to do an inspection on your car focused on the estimates you've received and then we're going to put numbers to it and hand you that document and you can do whatever you want to do but we're not charging you so if you want to do that andy a-n-d-i at salemboysauto.com andy at Salem com. she'll make a, your appointment obviously monday mornings and friday afternoons are kind of tough on us because we're delivering a lot of cars during that period of time but um any other time she'll she'll make an appointment and you should plan on what 30, 35 minutes, 40 minutes? No, it usually takes at least an hour. To oh, go six. from start to finish. Yeah, at oh. least. Okay. So yeah. we'll talk 45 seconds to a minute and a half. Something or 45 minutes to a minute and a half we'll give yeah, them a I mean, bracket. Yeah, it depends on what we're looking at
4: and, you know,
3: but yeah. And then we're going to have our parts department involved because he's going to price the parts. Mm-hmm. So the technician has to price the labor and it has to be right. And the parts part, the parts department uh, provides the number on the parts based on parameters that the family gave him. So he's not allowed to just do wild cards. six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. Six oh two five zero eight zero nine sixty. You're welcome to call in six hundred two five oh eight zero nine sixty.